The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. things I get really excited about is is when you see people holding down for certain areas and the, what I've seen coming out of Arizona from bullpen submissions has been high caliber matches incredible athletes and I don't know if you guys see this as much as I do but not only are they streaming every match but they're actually giving as many prizes as possible to these athletes which makes me happy because whenever I see athletes get taken care of, we always try to put the word out there. So ladies and gentlemen, I thought, why not today do a special episode and bring on one of the creative forces behind it, if not the person running the whole shebang, the whole show, the whole thing, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our good friend, Mercedes White. Mercedes, how are you doing? How are you? Good. Very uh, well. And here's the thing. What are you doing right now, like... I feel like I have interrupted your ability to do like 15 more things at this exact moment. <laughs> you can tell I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm like putting the list together of like all the things I have to do and you're all right. Um, I'm actually in the middle of solidifying a couple of the women entries for our special women's event. Okay. Uh, Mary Held from uh, Arizona Combat Sports. She's coming in. I got a couple of girls from Vargas Proving Grounds uh, solidifying their spaces in. So that one, this is actually going to be the first time I've done women in a while because I always have to cancel it for lack of registrations. So this time I did blue and purple Okay. Uh, by invitation only. So you kind of have to message me, uh, let me know your resume because it's already pretty stacked. I have girls flying in from Portland that have been on stuff like high rollers. Uh, the girl that won high rollers is coming. Um, we just got some incredible athletes coming, but the girls division I'm actually super stoked about. So... <laughs> Does that feel good to be able to be a female promoter who's giving back to girls? Because you did mention that sometimes it feels like trying to get that out there and get people interested. It doesn't always happen, but I'm sure as somebody who looks for those opportunities yourself to compete, that feels pretty good. When I started a year ago, my first thought when we did our first show in October was I wanted to have a woman's only event in February. It's going to be all women. And then I was going to do a bunch of prizes before Valentine's Day. And then we had to keep canceling the women. So it was just kind of heartbroken for me. But I actually came up under a female promoter, um, Brandy Pierce. Uh, she's the owner of World Fighting Federation. She's kind of been my female mentor for, gosh, for many years. Mm. She's the owner of the Arizona MMA promotion. Mm. So she's always guided me. I've worked for her. 
And I just, I'm surrounded by women who do stuff. Uh, Nidalee Kalanick, she was the former matchmaker for Combate America. Mm. You know, now Misha Tate is going over to be the VP of 1FC. Um, I've been doing MMA for a long time, so I wanted to bring my agency stuff to jujitsu because I'm, I have a lot of students that are broke. Yeah. And they can't travel to worlds. They can't afford to register for worlds, more or less travel there. Yeah. And uh, bullpen came from Scott Peter, uh, Scott uh, Ross at HQ. He held it down a Blue Belt HQ event for their head coach wrestler to send him over for, uh, what was it, Grappling Worlds or something yeah. far away. So I said, well, I want to contribute to him because my husband's a wrestler. I drove from Tucson. It was like a $10 registration. Like, how can you not? I just got promoted to Blue Belt, like literally crispy, crispy Blue Belt. And we drove from Tucson to L.A. Uh, I hit, hit the tournament. I took second. Some girl from Kentucky, the 10th Planet Kentucky was there, and she was, oh, savage. And and the weight division was big. I was like 185, <laughs> 189. And that girl from Kentucky was fucking beast. My first match was 17 minutes and 36 seconds. And I won by fastest escape against Jackie at HQ. And then I had to go against Sat Chick and I, I lost my arm. But I drove from, from, to, from L.A. to Vegas and I go, I need to bring this to Tucson because I loved the way they ran the format in the gym. It didn't feel like a whole lot of pressure. Uh, there wasn't everybody around. I, you, you just didn't have all the extra noise. My daughter was there. My son was there. And my husband was there. And, and that was it. And, and that was the most intimate, like dopest experience. So I was like, you know what? Will you do that here in Tucson? And I literally executed it less than a month later. Yeah, I did. This happened so quickly. So by the time I was kind of savvy to it, you know, normally you see something get put up and then it's just like, all right, we'll see you in like three months or whatever. I saw it happen real quick. When was your first event again? Okay, so I did HQ in September and my first bullpen was October 24th, okay. 2017. I executed it in less than 30 days. Boom. Because I'm I'm always been told like once you have an idea, take that idea and execute it. Stop being an asshole, stop being a bullshitter, just do it. And I wanted to bring it and it was exciting, man. We had so many dope blue belts that day. We had dead orchards and hindulatine finishes from these blue belts and I was like, what the hell? But it gave my kids that couldn't travel mm -hmm. an opportunity to face some of the dopest guys in Nogi. Like the freaks came out and it, they just made it such a great experience because a lot of these guys will never see these guys in person, ever. Yeah. Yeah. They see them on Instagram and they're like, oh dude, Tyler Rents, Jordan Daisy, those guys are dope. But guess what, now they're in your yard. Yeah, Have fun with that. And I'm not the mom that's like, oh, don't pick on my son and you can't eat him. I fuck my kids up. I put them against the worst dudes on the gate, <laughs> out the gate, because guess what? This is your only chance to go against Keith Kikorian. Yeah. Fucking take it. Yeah. See where you're at. Yeah. See where you're, see where you gauge yourself. Uh, Adrian Nez. The guy's scary. He's scary. He's from Gustavo Dantes. Yeah. But, but he trains everywhere. He learns from everybody. He's amazing. He's such an evolved athlete. Scary. So I just, I'm passionate. Like I, 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 because I share all their content mm -hmm. and, and I follow their journeys, like really get into their brackets. Well, and I want to be very honest about this because you 
aren't just following their journeys. Like every time there's somebody who's an alum of a bullpen submissions on a big show, you guys are congratulating them. You're following them. You're posting about them. You want to make sure that once you've competed under your tournament, that they kind of feel like they're a part of that for life, you know? Alumni. Alumni for sure. Um, because they were the first ones. Well, just in general, it's a private event. You can't come to it. You can't buy tickets to it. So, you know, I want that to be something special for them. But the whole point of bullpen is to prepare them for on it. Um, Kasai Pro, uh, EBI. They're preparing Fight to Win Pro. Because those are the places that are, you know, paying big purses. Or you're on Flow Grappling, so you're getting 11 million views and everybody sees who you are. But you can't get on those events unless you have a social media following and you have a marketing and people outside your little bubble know who you are. It's not about your bubble. It's about your homeboy's bubble and his friends because those people don't know who you are. So I I try to use bullpen as a tier system to really market these athletes. Like we have a full family coming to Purple Belts, a father, a wife, and a daughter. (laughs) That's and the dumb. mother and daughter in the women's division, two weight divisions apart. So what happens <laughs> if they got to go against each other at absolute? You just kick your kid's ass? Because you better believe I'm putting it down on Cameron if me and her meet in absolute. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like validated ass whipping. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's like uh, family therapy. I don't understand why you're not cornering the holidays. I think you guys should put on like a special event during like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think that you might be the only people to pull this off. How should the format be? Because I was thinking about doing like when – because all the kids are off school for so long. Yeah. But I was like, man, holiday break, that's two weeks of just people not doing anything. I know. And I was like, maybe some fight nights or something. But Arizona, Tucson is so hard to get them. Like, if we were in California, we would murder. But Arizona, like, I had to check in with people. They're like, oh, I'm waiting until after Nogi World. So I was like, dude, you're missing weeks of marketing. Yeah. You're not realizing when you sign up when I launch, you're getting like six to seven weeks of marketing (laughs) on on your name, on your brand, on your school. Your school gets marketing, too, because I – I, I stock your school. I post stuff from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> if somebody gets promoted, you know, I'll acknowledge when Keith got his brown belt, I made him a damn promo video. Yeah. And I think, again, you know, Keith, he's got too much now. But you, thanks to you guys, <laughs> no short part of it, the whole community rallying around it. I do want to say this, though, because I think that's really cool that you guys do this. I know for me, uh, personally, uh, just for training around the holidays – I have to yell at people three weeks in advance, and I'm like, listen, I know what I'm going to eat, so I've already prepared to have my ass kicked thoroughly through vacation because it's not going to feel great. Well, we do have a wrestling, like Anthony's instated the wrestling program at the school, so there's no taking time off. Mm -hmm. We have a kettlebells program. People are getting messed up. Anthony does not let up. He does not. Like, he doesn't care. That's cool that you... You're tired, but yeah. you have something coming up, and he'll ride your ass. But I do too. But it's just the nature of the beast. It's more of the MMA, uh, where we are. We came harder from MMA than we did from traditional gi. Sure. So we really have that fight camp, like output, that fight camp mentality. We're constantly changing our formatting. We're constantly changing um, styles and situations and flows always we're never sticking to the same shit 
because it's not what works. Absolutely. So I, we're trying. I just want to make sure that we're – how do I put this? We have comments in the comment section, and we have one from Tony DeNofre. Uh, <laughs> and his comments are, I like those people. She does a kick-ass job of marketing. Raph, it's always holiday eating. Every day is a holiday. Now, first of all, that's rude, Tony. Second of all, don't you have a fedora that you need to hide under right now? Third of all, you put out a thousand posts and 11 of them are good. So try making a little bit more on the quality, not the quantity. Anyway, I'm, I'm through. I love Tony. He's funny. He's, a, he's actually a, a veteran of bullpen. He comes out in my 135 division. Uh, brown belts he's he's just been a, he's hilarious he does great on his own marketing too though so i mean obviously <laughs> he and i will have words at nogi world this year. i can't wait i can't wait i've i watched the meme off uh <laughs> i was pretty impressed i you know i i was really hoping for some like to see how deep each of you guys would try to go with each other but i think each of you is just waiting one step more and then okay and then you guys felt next step, next step. So no one just came straight for the jugular. Here's the thing. I always tell people, I'm like, and this is why people are always so surprised when they talk to me. It's usually super nice. And then if they ever get a salty version of me, I go, oh, I don't know if you know this about me. I talk to you the way you talk to me. So maybe, just maybe, you might be, uh, you know, warned that you're being a dick by my blank expression. <laughs> Uh, and it's very funny because there's always like, you'll see me be super nice to somebody and then all of a sudden real cold to somebody else. And they'll That's be like, me though, but I'm just honest. I'm blunt. Yeah. It's, it's a bad habit though. And it just doesn't always go over <laughs> well, but you always know where you stand. Absolutely. And I'm, I, I will always start arms open, but my resting bitch pace does indicate <laughs> sometimes. And they're like, Hey, are you mad at me? Like, I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. When you are a promoter and you are this, you do deal with a lot of bullshit. You do do a lot of making up for people dropping out. Some people saying they're going to do something but never committing. So there's plenty of stuff that happens. So anyways. Uh, I agree. Uh, saying you're going to sponsor and then you don't send the stuff. Yeah, and then I gotta ride your butt, and I finally got it in, and it's coming in this weekend, so I get to send out gift packs to uh, Kyle Chambers and Chris and Team Oceanside for winning the Team Versus event. So they're gonna receive a gift box with leg locker, rash guards, t-shirts, um, armbar, t-shirts, the the ones that have like uh, Deadpool, the yeah. Ninja Turtles, those shirts, um, patches. Then they're going to get ball wash uh, gift sets. So, hey, at least you know Team Oceanside has the freshest balls. <laughs> they're going to have the freshest balls. I'm going to tell you that's not really a top concern of mine, but okay. Uh, but, hey, at least you know your rolling partner does not stink. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, here's what I got to say, too, though. With Kyle Chambers, though, that couldn't be better time because he just got his black belt. And he is one of those people who uh, he had a great no showing. Beat. No one can beat him. No, he's amazing. Adrian Nez beat him at my tournament on the first. Listen, wow, that one was a turn. So Adrian Nez beats Kyle Chambers at the Brown Belt event in the first boom, done. And then Anthony Burchek comes out of the event and lets, Ad and lets Adrian. Oh, Adrian loses somewhere later down the line. 
and Kyle's back in for some, it was some weird clusterfuck of shit. So now Anthony bows out of brown belts, gives Adrian a spot, and they all go back at it again. It was <laughs> so insane. But we like really try to like go on the spot. Some people won't move on to absolute because of an injury. They're mm-hmm. like, nah, fuck that. I saw, I saw Austin Baker in there. I, I don't even want to play with that. Have you seen him? Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Nobody's trying to play with him either. Yeah. So they get to these absolute, and you know, I have to give Keith K for just not giving a fuck. Yeah. He just doesn't get that look on his face. Like crap. I got to go get something. but it's also his friend and he's already attacked that monster so many times that after a while, the mental thing stops. But I think just watching these matches unfold, watching teammates have to go against each other. Um, brothers not take each other seriously. Um, Enemy schools actually getting to do it out with EBI formats and those really hardcore gi schools. Because we had no no gi here in Tucson before we opened up 10th Planet Tucson. You maybe had one or two classes at your gi school. Oh, no, we were the fucking black sheeps in this mug. Yeah. <laughs> so to be able to do no gi, EBI, and sub only here, it was, the, it, was it. It was the first. Hmm. So these, a couple of them creeped out. But creeped out of their little holes and came and tried it a little and was like, nope, fuck that. So that's why registrations for Tucson people are very low. Mm. The Phoenix guys roll out. Jay Page's team rolls out fire. We got Oscar De Los Santos. And then we told him about Gracie tournaments. And he went out there and won the Gracie blue belt and the absolute. Then he went over to uh, World Series of Jiu-Jitsu and went and tried that on. So just from bullpen, he started learning about all these now because of it jay pages is hosting a world series of jujitsu events at his school in phoenix that's awesome so i mean it's just now arizona is going okay we we like this and we really want to try to do it and i rolled with oscar he fucked me up man when i went out there (laughs) last time i was out in uh in uh phoenix i had the opportunity to roll with him at an open mat and i was just like this kid's something else he just sent me a note right now he's like yo see you at worlds and i was like that doesn't sound friendly i've seen you compete i know you're being nice it's crazy because his brother is come up through the tournament uh, gabriel Mm -hmm. now gabriel won the registration contest oh cool he won his spot in the 170 division but that's the same division as Oscar competes at, and he's my champion too. And then in, in in Dominican at the bottom, Oscar's like, hey, that's my weight division. You know, and I'm like laughing at all. Is Oscar coming in, or is he going to let his fuck his little brother hit it? But Oscar just got booked for Fight to Win Pro, so I doubt he'll do a back-to-back. Sure. He'll be on January 26th. We got so many vets on that well, one. That was the other thing. I rolled with him too. I didn't realize they were brothers. I kind of go, you guys kind of, are you are you brothers? Because you're both messing me up in very similar ways. And yet so dope. it was just yeah. weird to have a double take and be like, stop trying to hurt me. I'm I'm not your <laughs> level. You guys are very good. They're, um, they're incredible. I met their dad. He's amazing. He came out to one of the bullpen events. He's just such a proud dad. Oh, that's cool. But they're, they're, you know what I mean? And those, see, that's the thing. Those, those aren't 10th Planet kids. Yeah. I just, I gush about them. You know what I mean? Like for me, I want to spread jujitsu. I don't care what flag you fly. I don't care because I can't do anything with you really if you're 10th Planet. I could sneak you in on stuff because like Ultimate Mount Warriors, Jesus Urbina, mm-hmm. he won his spot for the 125 pound tournament because he was my one, you know, my little guy champion. Mm. So he earned that spot. Mm. Eric Anderson earned his spot at the Desert Jiu-Jitsu Championships where he won cash. 
you know, Adrian Nez, the same thing. But I can't put you on EBI if you're 10th Planet. Right. You got to go through Eddie for that. Right. But what Eddie does is he watches this. Mm -hmm. He goes, hmm, who's doing well? This is all top level competitors. You know, now that Kyle's ranked up, Brown Belt is open for the taking. Good call. Like, I, I don't, like, now we look at the mix and Kyle's gone and, I think Austin Baker's getting promoted into Brown Belt, so he's coming in. Does he replace Kyle as that that war horse that nobody wants to play with? Well, I want to ask about this because you you brought up Austin, and uh, I know Austin from out here. Basically, every competition I could see him at, I did. And there's something cool that you guys are doing, though, with him and some other folks. Am I right? Which is? Well, I thought that there was an element that you guys were going to allow them to put their money where their mouth is. Oh, So yes, this Austin. is something I need you to explain to me because I'm a compulsive gambler at my core. Okay, and... so I do want to talk to you about that because I ahead. think we can get some shit rolling on that. Um, Andrew Slater came from Dark Clan, and he was on On It Invitational 9 with me. And he moved out to Tucson like a week or two before my last event. And he goes, look, I'm not in the event but I got a hundred bucks tell cause cause he wanted to just bring anybody in Tucson and Tucson is like, Oh, this new guy, who the fuck is this guy? So he goes a hundred bucks, winner takes all purple belt. This is the weight. And I was like, cool. I put it out there. Lamar young. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. They went for it. They went into overtime. It was ridiculous. They, it was, it was rough. It was a rough battle. And I filmed that one. And when I film, you can tell when I film, cause I'm in there, you can hear the guys <laughs> breathing, I always, and I feel really uncomfortable when I tell my people this, when I'm like, hey, when you're filming, I really need those porn angles. I need you in there. I need to know what those hands are doing. I need to hear the breathing. I want to hear him slowly die. So I was in there and there was this like face grinder motion where Lamar was grinding on Andrew's face and he could have totally just finished right there, but he was just making him work for it. But Andrew ended up winning and taking the money. So I really like that format. And that's actually the format we were going to roll out for black belts. Because they always want, uh, you know, a, a lot. And I just can't do that right now for them. Yeah. So black belts, if they wanted to come in it, that's what the original format was. But a purple belt started it. So now Gonzalez, Justin Gonzalez from El Paso, Joker, BJJ, he's on the Gracie competition team, messaged me and goes, hey, Who's the referee during the team's event? And I was like trying to think. And I was like, I'm like, who? He's like the guy with the sling. And I'm like, Austin Baker. And he's like, <laughs> I want to I wanna go against him. I was like, okay, set your terms. And uh, he said he agreed to the weight because I already knew what Austin Baker weighed because he just went against my guy Rocky at Rise of the Prospects. So mm -hmm. I already knew he weighed 243. So I was like, are you okay with 243? And he's like, yes. I said, how much money? And he, he set the money limit. And I said, how much time do you want? He, I initially said eight minutes. He asked for 10. And then uh, we, we set, Austin set that how many EBI rounds. So Austin agreed on money and he agreed on the rounds. Justin agreed on the weight and the time. And Austin, oh, and he gave Austin the choice of gi or no gi. But no. because this is a no, yeah, I said, no, 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 we're, we're, we're sticking no gi with this one. I don't want any, um, <laughs> we're, mm, this one's going to be epic. I want to see a lot. Because I saw Justin grapple in the team's event. He's really aggressive. Mm. So this is going to be a fire, lion, meat, you know, bull kind of situation. So they bring their money, 
and whoever you know wins takes it all i'm still looking for sponsors actually for that event um any sponsorships i get go directly to the athletes so if like perfect example uh eager ones Mm -hmm. they're throwing a hundred dollars down on the absolute pot but on top of the hundred dollars cash that goes into the pot the pot currently is at four hundred and ten dollars by the way okay um he's going to design a custom fight kit for the absolute winner Okay. that you know their name whatever they their heart's desire they dream of they're going to create their fight kit because that's what they're going to wear at worlds they can represent all their sponsors or logos but it just gives them something to not have to worry about for the worlds because worlds is june 15th it's at the phoenix convention center i'm doing all the weight divisions hmm. all the ranks and we're going to have black belt super fights i'm already kind of low-key talking to female mma fighters on doing super super grappling matches because okay. you got some sick female grapplers like gina manzani she's out of extreme couture she's fire she's so aggressive and mean but like uh jesse jess her grappling sick her and she, oh she's got a fight coming up here too but i just the world's event is gonna be insane i'm getting championship belts made right now um and mind but, you we're not even in that calendar year so you're already starting to put in work for a future yes. event that's like six months down is what you're well we're in the qualifiers now so this event is mm-hmm. the 2019 qualifiers okay so every division winner of purple belt 35 45 50 70 85 they will all earn their spot at worlds in the purple belt bracket because there will only be 16 spots available at worlds i'm not going to allow 90 people to sign up this is an adcc yeah. i'm not trying to be there all day the big thing about bullpen is we run a very fast, efficient, super boom, boom, boom tournament. You get your money worth, you know what I mean? You, you get to meet some new sponsors or people sponsor you because of it. I'm not trying to be there all day. I'm not trying to take everybody's cash. I don't give a shit about that. I just want to see who the best is. So there's only going to be 16 spaces. They get the one of, and they get to come in as the champion, and they got to prove it, and then they get a belt. And a lot of other shit, but they get, they get a belt. <laughs> hey, belts. You know, you'd be surprised the amount of things people will do to get a belt. So, Well, I'm trying to design this one to be fat. So, you know, coming back from Japan, you really get that, like, Rikon Games belt. You're like, oh, you know, like, how big is the head bull head going to be? Like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm being ridiculous. So let me ask this. So you've already, like I said, you, you have this event. You're talking about... Uh, so you're gonna have the qualifiers as the purple event. When is this date? January nineteenth. Okay. We're doing purple belts. Okay. Uh, we're halfway full on the one forty five division. We only have four spots left for that. It's gonna be at Ten Planet Tucson, and immediately following the tournament at four p.m., the Hanato Larange seminar will be here too. And his like as much as you would think it would just be comedy, he's got fire content. And I'm using the same content he taught me um, at the EB, um, on an invitational. He did a seminar out at 10th Planet Austin. And I'm using all of the techniques that he showed us in that seminar still to this day. And it's fire entry. So, like, his seminar is going to be after everybody can be beat up and dead and just have a good time. And we might be planning some crazy after party. <laughs> now see i you know it's funny you always find out new information when you do these interviews and i'm like i knew as much as you said up until him doing that and i even knew because i've taken 
uh, part of his seminar, he did like a, there was like a multi-format where multiple people came in and, mm. and did something. And uh, yeah. he did like a surprise drop in. And uh, his content, I mean, the, the way that he was teaching it was dope. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really solid set of moves. Um, like, I initially was like, when my husband wanted to book him, I'm like, dude, like, it's just going to be like, is it just going to be comedy? Like, I don't understand. Like, is it going to be because I'm really stickler. I'm like, we have Jeremiah Vance. We have all this stuff. Like, who do we bring out next? And then I took the seminar on it and I was like, he's fucking fire. He's fire. And he knows a lot of great stuff. And then you're having fun while you're taking the seminar and it's not like all stuffy and just like, you know, nobody's enjoying themselves. You actually get a, an amazing three, three hours. It's three hours for $65. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Or you can get the tournament and the seminar for 120. Oh, yeah. We got a question from Kyle Chambers, mom, ah, uh, who, mom. by the way, who <laughs> she is, uh, she was super supportive. She was great when uh, we had Kyle on the show recently. So we we actually booked Kyle after he won your event. Um, just I know I saw that. You guys did a great interview. I've recorded it. I was Thank so you. flattered by everything you guys said. It made me oh, so proud. Of course. We we always try to put the good words out there. But uh, uh, Doreen was saying, Mercedes, you do a great job. How was training with your husband? He is the standard wrestling coach he comes from a long line of wrestling coaches um his brother is currently coach of the year at walden grove you know across the city his uncle art is a mean wrestling coach and i always thought my husband was just a dick until i watched <laughs> victor come coach him and then and this was just recently like uh, one or two fights ago and then victor would be like what are you fucking stupid you're an idiot and i was like oh okay this is just how it rolls in this family so <laughs> But no, it's, I had to really, and only up until recently in my Onyx camp, did I stop hearing his voice as him yelling at me like we're arguing. Because mm. that, he, have you ever heard him corner? Uh, yeah, loud. I, I have, you, yeah. You can hear him. Yeah, you can hear him clear as day. You cannot not hear him. Yeah. So his tone is the same as an argument tone. So I'm like, <laughs> what? Fuck off. I'm, I can't hear you. But I had a white belt one day tell me, because he was watching me go live with Chris Bennett, and I was looking for a path to the Dars and Anthony saw a path somewhere else. And I was annoyed that Anthony told me to go somewhere and I lost my Dars because that's all I gave a shit about was the Dars. And then we were done and I was frustrated. I was cutting weight. I was, I was being bitchy. And this dude walked over to me and he's a former Marine and he's injured right now because his neck was hurt. And he looked at me and he goes, look, I'm just, I, I don't think this is my place to tell you, but I'm just going to say, shut up and fucking listen. Just if he guides you in the wrong direction, that's his fucking fault. Just let him drive the car and come on it. And I went out there and I just let him drive the car. I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. I just hmm. let my husband take the wheel and drive. I trust. And if I fall, then I fall. But, you know, he he's I'm going to be a black belt under him. He's gave me my blue belt. He gave our kids their belts. Nobody else gave our family anything outside of Casey and you know Casey you know gave Anthony his brown belt but I get to be ranked under my husband so nobody gets to take credit of that I was fucking around doing MMA I wasn't doing jujitsu <laughs> under anybody I hated gi oh my god I hated jujitsu <laughs> and that's the crazy thing that I do this is if you see interviews from like back when I fought at Jackson's MMA series I'm like oh yeah I'm a striker and blah 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 jujitsu sucks Misha Tate 
bicep sliced the fuck out of me that week at, t- at, at Extreme Couture. And I'm like, God, this is stupid. I'm never going to get this. Brian Caraway covering my mouth while we're grappling, like shit like that. But now I creepily, like, am addicted to all of this shit. It's weird because you say creepily, but to the rest of us, we all we know what you're talking about. So when you're in the sport, you just kind of go like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty standard. Um, well, I say creepily because who wants somebody just covering their mouth or who wants somebody like trying to choke the fuck out of them, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're weird. There is a certain aspect of sometimes, and I'm pretty casual as it comes, but when someone does something so extreme in a role where they're like covering your mouth, it's like an invitation to indulge the worst part of you because I'm like, oh, so that's what we're doing now. Prison rules have been enacted. Oh, well, cool. I didn't want to just murk you, but I mean like, yeah, no, I'm I'm the guy who likes to be as technical as possible, but now I'm going to oh, have to yeah. go ahead and goon you. That's fine. We play fucking prison rules at Tucson. It's it's because it, they're like, because um, everybody's so young. You got to think about yeah. we're a brand new school. So you got a, a bunch of young blue belts and, you know, fresh purples and everybody's still cutting their teeth on everybody else. <laughs> but we have such a family dynamic and atmosphere that it is like brothers and sisters. Yeah. And what happens when you fight with your brother, that motherfucker <laughs> tries to smother you and cover your mouth. I have to say, though, I'm grateful for that because uh, Marcos Gallegos does it to me, Gustavo Lopez and Brian Caraway. Hmm. I have come to the point of almost tapping in those situations during live roles. And I have actually tapped with Gustavo on that because he couldn't get the spider web armbar out. Hmm. And it was panic tap. But I learned over time, like Marcos got me with it. And I'm like, fuck that. You haven't been to class in like three weeks. You don't get deserve. You don't deserve to tap me with that bullshit. And I wouldn't. And I fought out of it and I came up on top and I fucking smashed his little ass. But when it came down to on it and that chick I fought who was a police officer and a judo black belt, she was covering my mouth all kinds. Yeah. I would have probably not known where my mental break was. Like yeah. I wouldn't know where the, 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 you know, when you say you're walking down the hallway for the rear naked choke, you know how far you have, yeah. you know, you, you kind of know you play, you dabble. And now I know how long I can sit there with your hand over my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's like that where it's like, well, I want it to come from somebody I love. So thank you, guys. Thank you for getting me ready. And I will say, yeah. I know how proud Tony was of you for that event. Uh, I talked very briefly with him and he was so happy for you and he, he credited you. But I think it's really cool that you guys have that kind of relationship where you can put trust in him, not only as uh, a husband, but as, as a coach and really understanding like, all right, cool. I'm going to believe in that voice. And then him to you and trying to push it back and saying, nah, that was all her. So it's interesting to hear you guys both credit each other like that. That was a stressful day. That was actually the anniversary of our brother's death that day. Mm. So that date of on it was very emotionally uh, charged for me because I was like, I'm walking out to this guy's walkout song because anytime he fought, he walked out to James Brown super bad. Um, I just wanted to change that day, the 15th. I I didn't want it to be that really shitty day anymore. And when I walked out there, I just... I was like, you know, you got to do this. She was so fucking heavy, too. She came in over. (laughs) She was like 160, and I was with my clothes on 148. So, you know what I mean? Like, but I, there was a couple of things. It was the anniversary, and my kids were watching. And I was like, look, you got to trust in him. This is the biggest day of my jujitsu term. I'm a blue belt on an invitational at blue belt. Like, that's incredible. I, 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 
I'm so appreciative of that honor that on it allows blue belts to display themselves okay. at that level. I will never, ever be, you know, just take advantage of that. That's why we send people to the Ana Invitational because Curtis and, and Andrew Craig really support what we're doing out, out here in, in Tucson. They've taken my 155 pound champ. They've taken my 145 pound champ and they've taken my 185 pound champ earn their spots into the Invitational. That's pretty cool. I want to, I want to get to know this about you because here's the thing you yourself, you do all this great job of promoting other people. I always wanted to know where did your jujitsu journey begin for, for yourself? Um, Oh God. I actually jujitsu. I would say when me and Anthony went over to Northside jujitsu, uh, we were at it. Hold on. Yes, sir. I got Garage doors. Thank you. I'm going to fill you in right now. This is how you know she's multitasking. Doing an interview, being a mom, making sure she's on message. You guys got to give her just a second to go ahead and relocate. As I tell you guys, if you're not following, you want to go over to Bullpen Submissions. Follow them right now, right this second. And if you have some time, I mean, it'd be nice if you follow us here at Grappling Hour on all major social media. Because here's the thing. We're all in this together and trying to promote and continue to get people interested in jiu-jitsu and give them opportunities. However, now that we have a second, and I think she's in a place I'm where back. she can speak, she is back. So let's hear about where does jiu-jitsu begin for you? Um, I started at Apex. It was strictly MMA. All right, Boba. That's Mr. Jet Burchek. All right. Aww. Go wrap your presents. Um, I started at Apex MMA under Joy Rivera. And we didn't have like a traditional jujitsu program. So it wasn't until we kind of moved to Rise Combat Sports that we saw a traditional jujitsu classes. But Anthony was always at Northside with Sean Huff. Sean Huff is Anthony's, well, my first master. Andrew, Andrew Fickett was Anthony's. So they both, Huff and Fickett, were best friends. So when, when Fickett wasn't teaching anymore, I'm like, hey, you need to go to Sean. You know, he'll get your, your stuff on. Because Sean used to corner Andrew Fickett. He knows all the MMA. So he's, he's you know, ready to go. So we started at Northside, and I hated the gi. I would be that kid that would, like, put my gi on and wait in, <laughs> in the office until the warm-ups were over. But I was also 200 pounds, you know, and trying to put, do it in a gi was just, was just hard. So I didn't actually really, really start jujitsu until Casey Halstead. Like I didn't start liking it. I didn't start um, training it regularly. I went out to Vegas for my camp for um, Jackson's MMA series. And I, Casey had just opened 10th Planet Las Vegas. And I, he had all kinds of seminars out. He had Wolverine Cummings, he mm -hmm. had Travis Nuwaza. I didn't realize that I had access that weekend to some of the like the best of black belts or just people in general, that boogeyman. So, and that was the first flow I caught was during that whole event was the, the meat hook flow. Mm. He showed me this and my worst thing was being on my back. I implant. So when people would get on top mount, I'd just be stuck. Mm. I'd be like, well, I can't get out of this. My titties are stuck. Boogeyman introduced me to rubber guard. And then I came home from, I was texting Anthony during camp. Oh my God, I fucking love jujitsu, blah, blah, blah. 
Anthony's texting Casey. He's like, hey, don't bullshit me. Is she actually doing good? She fucking hates jujitsu. Is she doing good? He's like, yeah, she's actually doing good. But then he kind of took it as I'm a shitty coach. And you know, know, that that thing. So (laughs) I came home and I showed this flow. The, you know, rubber, New York, blah, meat hook, bring it over, 15 different arm submissions there, because that's the flashy one, right? Yeah. That's the, oh my God, this sh- shit's cool. <laughs> and I was just high on it. And then that was it. Uh, we scheduled Anthony to go out to meet Casey. Oh, he did a seminar in Las Vegas for a Super Roll oh, nice. Sunday. And Casey goes, you do everything we do, you just call it different fucking names. Because he's a wrestler. Yeah. Truck, Twister, all that stuff is, is just different names in wrestling. And then that's when we uh, fell in love with 10 Planet Jiu-Jitsu. And I haven't looked back, but I'm not putting the gi on in gi class. Better believe that. <laughs> Understandable. I, I totally have one. <laughs> I'm just intrigued because I think to myself, you know, it's kind of cool that you get this kind of, uh, you know, you have your beginning of jiu-jitsu. And then you have your, what you call almost like you're born again, you get like your like reset date. And Casey has that effect on people, if we're being so yeah. honest. I mean, he's the reason why I execute fast because he's like, someone's someone's behind you, three months behind you on an idea. Mm-hmm. Casey tells you, stop talking about it and just do it. Yeah. And I have to because if I don't do it, you know, what are we doing here? you got to give a little, you know, jujitsu's given us a lot. Now i got to give to everybody else because without jujitsu, I wouldn't wake up every morning and have fucking dreadlocks and <laughs> climb into a gym in some stretchy pants and train with my best friends all day. Yeah. Like I, my son is on the mats with me. My daughter, my daughter kills it at tournaments. I just found out the Santa Rita high school wrestling coach was like, Hey, have you seen Tunis? She's a beast. Like talking to one of our students cause he wrestles over at Santa Rita. He's like, Hey, have you seen this chick from Catalina? And they're like, he's like, what's her name? He's like, Cameron. He's uh, Tudis, but Burchett. And he goes, yeah, she's she's on my team at 10th Planet. And he's like, bro, she's a beast. And she is. She's insane. And 10th Planet and the style really gave her that that ability. And, you know, uh, it's cool just going out there. I'm not sure. I literally cry like a little bitch every time she wrestles. I mean, you know, I don't know that you get to call yourself a bitch for crying just because you know the beautiful thing of watching her daughter beast yeah. out there uh, endure against a boy who's just got like the mission on her <laughs> I, yeah that's got to be so fulfilling and so great you know one of the things that we consistently ask on here is always when did you know that you fell in love with jiu-jitsu because it sounds like since you had that kind of rebirth date once you were with uh, you know, training with Casey and you and your husband just, are training all the time. But when did it really sink in that it's like, this is the passion? Uh, it just happened recently in the Onyx camp. Um, I made a lot of personal breakthroughs in rolling. I made it a point to go with the really aggressive, bigger wrestler guys. I just lost like 78 pounds. So normally I had to go with Willie, who's 230, and mm-hmm. Dion Clash. I don't know if you've seen that monster. He's fucking huge. He's my big boy with the dreadlocks. Yeah, I've seen So that was my normal training partners. So I had to like go down another weight class. So I'm picking these like wrestlers. And and I had a moment where Dan, he's like a, a Iowa wrestler. He, he took me down. He was on top and he's a white belt. So you know where we're at with white belt. Grapevine the legs smash you know wrestling shirt in the face and i'm waterboarding and i'm breathing and i start to panic and then i was like 
what did Ant? We just talked about this the other day with Anthony. Like, get the feet inside, turn, boom, force the quarter, boom. And I hit the electric, and I swept, and I came up on top. And and I was done with the roll, and you know we switched partners. But I went home that night and I cried. Hmm. Oh, I'm not this girl. I cried because <laughs> that night I realized that my husband has empowered me to the point where I could real life protect myself. Not about uh, going out and winning on an invitational, about knowing that if someone uh, comes for me in the street, which I have actually, and I don't even want to go through, I have actually had those moments and Anthony will laugh at you, that the throat punch dick kick at the MGM when the guy tried to grab me was fire. But now I know if someone takes me to the ground and tries to hurt me, that I'm able to defend myself but also losing a whole human being, 78 pounds. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, I was 220 pounds, 220 pounds. And then I saw my picture with my hand up at that HQ tournament and I didn't share it because I was so heavy. I was like, oh no, mm -mm. and then that was it. We went to Japan and I was like, mm, nope, new mission, new life, jiu-jitsu, boom. And then I dedicated myself and I, I, once I put all my energy into bullpen, it was like something changed and all of a sudden the weight just, the technique went up, just everything changed when I decided to just not let that control me anymore. And I focused it into giving to other people. It's just crazy. And that's when I fell in love with it. That's amazing. That's a great story. Hello. I just, I, you know, uh, thank you for sharing that, by the way. That's amazing. And, and it's the thing that we always hope. It's the thing that we hope happens, but to actually hear it happen in a way that's tangible, that you can tell people, and that when you tell people, hey, this technique works, it's not bullshit. It's like, yeah. this is actually going to change your life. Yeah, I mean, I broke down and cried to my husband and just thanked him and like, thank you for pushing me every day. Thank you for being a dickhead coach. Thank you for making me train when I don't want to train or push through injuries, training with messed up ribs or, or anything because he's empowering me as a woman. And we have small little girls in class. We have 98 pound girl in class that went from not being able to do anything to, oh my God, just watching her. She's the tiniest little thing like Nora from, from a bo boogeyman's wife, like yeah. little, like, but watching her grow and become empowered has just been incredible. I'm sorry. It's okay. Has just been incredible. But just to watch it and, and just to see these kids flourish. And that's what's important is what's happening to our youth and how are we going to inspire them? Yeah. Who are, are their role models? Yeah. Well, we're savages. Let's be real. And I'm going to train this one to be a freaking savage. And he's got to be surrounded by them. So he gets to see all these amazing athletes coming up. He's surrounded by the best in the business. So, you know, it's all breeding grounds. Absolutely. I like this. Okay, so we got a couple notes here. Um, uh, Doreen says, I agree. Muffling is terrible. Oh. It makes you want to go CJJ on them. So, um, yes. It's a the chloroform, bit. by the way. Yeah. I think they finally named it the chloroform. <laughs> I just want to let you know, I will be using this often. So <laughs> if you do roll against me in a real situation, I'm chloroforming you with my hand or my chest, but we call that one the Chi-Chi choke. But it's happening. That's funny. It's happening. <laughs> uh, Derek, Especially tournament style, it's gonna be quick and fast. <laughs> Derek Flagg says, well, hello guys, can't wait to come out and compete. He is, he's on the Purple Belt event. That's awesome, he's a good guy. That's, that's amazing to hear. So, okay, now that we've heard that, let's circle back. We know that we've got that, uh, the 19th date, and then 
Where is Tony right now? Because you told me off air Tony's going somewhere miraculously that it didn't even register to me. But now when you told me, I was like, oh, right. right. Can I return? Uh, he's driving to Anaheim and he's going to Smash Global. Um, our guy, James Cannon, took a fight on 13 days notice for the title. So he's a 7-3 pro. We just uh, got him from Oceanside, California. Not 10th Planet, but just Oceanside. Uh, he's a legacy vet. So he just, he adapted to our style really well. He is kind of like a, it's funny, a, we call him the vegan dark horse because he's vegan, he's huge. And then he comes in and he messes up everybody's day because he just signs up for tournaments real quick and then takes your podium and you're like, what the fuck? And then the guy wasn't even ranked. So we just had this like guy show up. He was a pro unranked and he just started tearing up the jujitsu scene. He came to bullpen and he did the teams event and he beat the whole other team by himself. And it was just like, well, we have to give this dude a blue belt. It's not even fair. <laughs> so he's right now he's ranked a blue belt, but that's like right now. You right. Know? So, but he's going to fight for the title on Friday smash global. So I'm really excited for him. That's awesome. That's, that's so great. So obviously he's out there. Tony's got that coming up January. That's what you guys have coming up next. He's, uh, Tony's got fight to win pro. Thank you. Six, uh, Scottsdale. That's going to be the fight to win 99 event. So that'll be good. And they're going to do it early. So it doesn't conflict with Bellator. So we'll awesome. be able to go do jujitsu and then go watch some Bellator. Now, who's Tony fighting at this uh, fight to win? He's from Paragon Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. I want to say his name is... Oh, God, I didn't even... It's like Mike something. But, uh, he, yeah, he's a brown belt from Paragon, and he's already done He's already done a couple of super fights around here. It's hard, really hard to match Tony. Nobody... So frustrating. Nobody wants to compete against him. It, it's frustrating because he has to fight up. His last match was Ismat. And Isma ended up getting his black belt during the time period preparing for the match. Mm. And it was for a brown belt title. But Isma still honored him. He came back from Jordan and Isma was like, I'll still honor you. I'll still give you the match. So thank God he still took it. But also it was at 170. Isma weighed like 172 or three. And Anthony with a stake the night before was like 157. So nobody's fighting Anthony at his weight. So this will be at 150. This is closer to his weight. Sure. But he's 35, 45, or depending on the event. Right. I'm just trying to get him matches. Idle hands are the devil's playthings. He needs to be going all the time. Oh, he had yeah. like 22 events last year, uh, 22 grappling events. Hmm. Just Fuji, you know, uh, bullpen, um, on an invitational um Oh, Pueblo open. Like I'm just trying to keep him out there because he, uh, USA, he's a USA freestyle national champion right. for 2018. I couldn't even believe it. I was so proud. My favorite is when he old men at the wrestling tournament. There's so many old dudes. There's masters. I just like I the fact about masters divisions that he's telling me he was like, Oh yeah. Or he told us he was just like, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I won this thing for wrestling. And it was just like, Oh, right. You should be doing that. Well, it's 100% what guys wish they – like, they got that call, you know? Yeah. Like, and he does it. And and he just – and I'm proud of him because he just goes, mm, I'm still going to wrestle. I'm still going to do MMA. I'm still going to do all these things and run the gym. And you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. I don't even know how we do it sometimes, but I wouldn't live any other life. I don't either. And I got to tell you guys, I'm jealous every Friday night when I see that post that you guys have wrestling out that way. I am beyond jealous because I literally see that post going up and like some days. For purple belts because then you can just come to Friday wrestling and open mat. <laughs> Hanato is already going to be out by the afternoon time that day. And then you can come to wrestling and open mat. And then we can all maybe verbal, you know, very, very possible. I will tell you guys this. I don't think that weekend is in play. However, uh, I am apparently another, another time. Definitely. Uh, I just know that I am actually in Phoenix uh, next month at some point. So even though it's a little bit of ways, uh, it's, it's one of those things where uh, at Phoenix and meet at a mutual location. Yeah, sure. Or Jay Let's go to Jay Pages. Oh, yeah. shit. A Jay, you know, Jay was so nice. They were like, yo, you need to come back. And I was like, I will. I promise you guys. Bro, they're so fired. They're so they're good so, now. They're, they're so evolved. It just, people don't know. People, Jay's, do, do, fun fact, Jay Pages designed the 10th Planet logo, the original one, no off of a contest that Eddie Bravo hosted to, sign, to, to design the shit, and it was Jay Pages who did it. And you know, he didn't ask for, he, he's like, I just want to rush Gordon. But he's like, he's in the Brandon McGrath, McGrathrin group, McGrathrin, I can't even say his damn name today. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, on yeah. Planet, he's on the 10th Planet forums. He does all 10th Planet mastering the warm-up system yeah. so all those j pages kids knows what's up but they're all flying cta they know what's up oh, they're yeah. one of the most evolved teams in arizona and those two the, the de los santos brothers those are babies yeah. what's gonna happen when they mature absolutely it's gonna well i went out to that open mat and i just i was so glad that i did it was a it was a tough open mat but i was just like for me just getting out there and meeting as many people as possible is so important and a lot yeah. of the times, like the thing is, is for most other sports, people who host or do this don't go and train with you. So like no. anytime I show up there, I get two reactions. The first reaction is always like, oh, hey, you're that guy. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. The second yeah. reaction is I know who you are. Oh, geez. When that's they not say, well, when they say I know who you are, you go, well, I guess this is going to be a tough role. All right. Uh, I guess that's where we're at. You know Someone's I mean? an oil check for sure. <laughs> but I always just laugh because by the end of it, I always tell people, I'm like, the best part of doing this is being the consummate salesman, which is if they don't like us, that's fine. I don't care. But I can almost guarantee you by the time we finish training, you'll think I'm okay. And that's usually yeah. what happens. They're usually like, eh, what's your yeah. podcast name? <laughs> you're okay. It's, it's, it's either you like me immediately or you're just waiting for me to fucking rip your face off. And then you're like, oh, she's way nicer. I thought she was fucking evil. Because if you ever hear like me and Anthony go back and forth and banter, it's like we're gangster. We're cutthroat. I grew up with a bunch of boys. I grew up a bunch of, around a bunch of MMA guys. So I have a potty mouth. I'm just like a sailor. So when we get the roasting, like sometimes it's like, babe, you, you know, like I'm like <laughs> – and, and then I do this one. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, well, my homeboys wouldn't have died for that one. You know what I mean? But I have to, I've had to learn how to tone it the fuck down. It happens. But, but I, you know. I got you. It is what it is. I'm, hey, listen. <laughs> I never, I never worry about it. You know, the nicest part about it is. <laughs> He's <got> you back. <laughs> I just always tell people, I'm like, you know, shut up. You're fine. No one got hurt here. I'm you know. Down. But you know what? How old are you? I'm about 36, yeah. Okay, I'm older. I'm 38. 
So I don't have a filter for your emotional baggage that you have along with you that when I tell you something that you didn't take all those problems and add it up to what I told you. Yeah. And that's where I have a problem is the millennials and, and like, that's why like say the women's division, we'll talk about that of maybe the brown belts. When I try to create this super tournament to have Donna Gonzalez and mm. Leela in it and no one wanted to face those two girls. Oh my God. Do you even know how much girls were trying to give me this much money? I'm like, you're driving an hour. You're driving an hour to go against some of the two top dopest nogi. You know what I mean? Like I, I and then I was like, you know what? I, there's a, 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 a sort of entitlement that some female athletes get. Like, hmm. oh well, I'm I'm a purple or higher. <laughs> well, guess what? We still got a truck. We still got to grind. We still got to be grateful for the opportunities that we receive. Because there is never someone that hands you something that you go, oh, thanks, I needed that. Then yeah, like, right. Fuck you. I'm not going to do that shit for you again. And you can't take those opportunities that way. That's why, like, champions like, oh, my, Sela from 10th Planet Orange, she's a gangster. She drives eight hours to come and do this. Eight hours. And she's a monster. Mm. I got uh, Van coming from Portland. She's the girl from High Rollers, head all tatted up. I got girls coming from El Paso. You know, some some dank girls from El Paso, Mariah from El Paso. Mm. These women are willing to fly here or drive here Mama. to do this. So us locally or even, you know, we need to, you know, step it up and bring the competition to these ladies because this will be the way you test yourself. Yep. And no, because girls are sometimes girls are like, oh, I'd rather train boys because, you know, there's that caveat. Yeah. You know, low key, you can go, well, maybe he just. It was a, a light day. No, I want to go against a girl. You know who I go against? Heather Rafferty. Mm -hmm. She's an Autos HQ black belt. And she's based here in Tucson. And she's a midget. She's the tiniest little thing, 130 pounder. But let me tell you, when she gets that top side neon belly on you, you're like, what? How am I not inverting out of this? Like, she's insane. And I'm so super grateful for women like her who don't give a shit, who yeah. drive her little VW van to whatever location, destination, just to do jujitsu. And there definitely needs to be more women like that who are like, fuck it, let's go do this one. Not, oh, I'm going to pick this one because this is the highest and this one. No, get out there and grind. So be here, out there on the circuit. Here's an interesting thing. As a, you know, I've, I've promoted a few things myself. We had a USSGL event where, I, you know, myself and the guys, we I said, love that event, by the way, and I miss it. What thank the hell? you. Uh, one of the things that I remembered putting down on paper with the guys all together was we want to be equal. So we want to give equal prize money to both men and women. Okay. So that was the, that was the thought. And then we got to a like point where women weren't signing up. And so, you know, the idea was, it's like, listen, I don't know how to tell you guys this. We're all dudes. We want it to be equal so we can't reach every woman and say like, hey, broads, come here and compete. Like, that's not what we're saying. I sent you my girl to yep. your event from Tucson, Kayla, yep. by herself. She went out there with no corner, no homie, and she went out there and did it because I told her that that tournament was the highest value. And that if she wanted to be seen and she wanted to get the best possible roles, she needed to go do your tournament. And she did. And mm -hmm. she she won against Purple Belt yeah. at White Belt. Yeah. I was so blown away. You guys had such an incredible event. 
And that's the kind of things I'm talking about. But that's it's, the whole thing. You just sit there and you you don't – you want this where you go, it's a 50-50. I need to put it out there and we need you to support. And so for yep. me, I think the, the thing that I always feel is most important is continuously trying to put it out there. And, and yep. you know there's a receptive audience. And if there's that one person who hears this who's like on the fence and they're like, I don't know. It's just like, no, but for real, come because guess yes. what? We Those, got some bomb girls. We got great opportunities for you. And then you can parlay Plus, that into there. Uh, placements. The girls I'm working a little bit different stuff. Right now they don't get an absolute buyout because again, we're talking about equal pay for men and women. Yes. I need more girls in my 125 division to give them a buyout. So then they'll get a payout. What they're getting right now is all their sponsorships, they're getting Guard of Life, they're getting their sweet sweat, they're getting all the prizes. But I'm gonna be reaching out to people like Dodgy and Defila, women brands, and seeing if they wanna add to the women's prize packs because then it just makes it it makes it all worth it. Yep. But I actually hadn't even thought to include the tiny girls into the absolute because I have people like Christina from Fluid. She's so she's like ninety three pounds soaking wet, and just the absolute division was hard for her because mm. you get the one eighty five chick. That's just terrible. But Mary Held from ACS was like, hey, uh, it says tinies aren't in the absolute division. Can I do it though? I said, look, girl, if you win the tiny division. And you're down to be in, so that makes it four chicks in the absolute division. Hundred percent, I'm down. Yeah, hundred percent. Because if she's willing at 99 pounds to say, I'm gonna try out that 155 girl. Who am I to say nothing to her? Had it, girl. You're gonna you're gonna take all the opportunities I give you. Hell yeah. Absolutely. You know. Now she's going to do Nogi Worlds this weekend. So. Well, I'll be looking for her. That's amazing. We got a lot of girls from the event doing Nogi Worlds. I think Anna Mayer is gonna be out there. Uh, you got Alexandria Whitlock. She's coming into the event, and man, she's an exciting grappler. She works for Fuji too, so she travels around and gets to do jujitsu everywhere. Um, Haley Van, she's a green belt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in this. I have a teenage daughter, so I'm like, oh, all these <laughs> all savages. I'm like, come to me, my pretty. Because exactly. I have teenage champions. Mm. My daughter. Cameron is the under 125 pound woman's champion and then her best friend which is also her co-wrestling teammate they wrestle at the same high school together her best friend is my 125 and up and she that they beat women they and, and fortune is a freshman and Cameron is a sophomore mm. but the fun fact is they both go to opposite schools fortunes at Gracie Barra and Cameron's at 10 planet and so it's like <laughs> Romeo and Juliet they're only allowed to hang out at wrestling and certain other events. They're not allowed to hang out at my gym. So we got one of those stitches out here. So I, Listen, you know, it's, it's I try not to get involved in any of that. I just know I, this. Oh, I tell everybody, you're, the only drama I got in my gym is if my coach is too stoned to get to work on time. I literally have zero. There's no girl drama. There's no guys hating other guys. There's literally zero drama in my gym. So when people come in on open mat, you will literally hear me. Hey, I don't want to hear about your this, that, or the other gym problems. You guys can go powwow outside, yep. but that stuff's not going to happen in here. Because it's like having, first of all, the kids are all affected. You yeah. go to these tournaments and all these kids are playing with each other on the side. They don't care who's got what patch on. They don't care that this guy's GB, this guy's undisputed. They don't give a shit. They're friends. They love jujitsu. Yeah. But what I won't have is the adults around them 
making them go, hey, we you need to hate that kid. Yep. I'm not playing like that. I successfully raised a child with a man that I'm not with, and he hangs out, and he stands right next to Anthony, as my daughter calls Anthony dad. That's how you co-parent. And I think the same shit with jujitsu. I'm going to co-parent with you, and if that kid wants to come do no-gi at my school and do gi at your school, you're going to let him because that's going to be the best possible athlete to come out of your school because they're learning from multiple things. And I understand the lineage and all that stuff, but if you're wrestling, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, come on. No. I just I want to spread jujitsu for the kids where they're not always hating each other yeah. or you know fighting over stupid shit. I want them to fight each other mess each other up and then walk off and then go play their little game together, you know, yeah. later and be cool about it, you know? So I'm really trying to change the view in Tucson and make it more where people are comfortable with cross training or people are comfortable with the open mats. Yeah. Your guys' open mat scene in California is fire. Yeah. And luckily our Friday open mat is like ridiculous. It's like 50, 60 people because they're all so there still from wrestling class. And like they trickle down. Some of the guys from wrestling can't even stay for open mat because it's just, they're so tired from the, <laughs> the last 15 minutes of Simon says. But man, our open mats. And then the Friday before bullpen, because everybody's coming to cut weight. Um, you got all the people in town from like El Paso, all the people who drove. So that Friday open mat is usually like rid ridiculous. We leave and the and the mats are soaked. I don't know if you ever saw the swamp mats in Vegas. Like, oh yeah, those are. Dusting, by the way, I uh, I doused the whole gym like it's had a crime scene. I can't even handle it. <laughs> Such a germaphobe. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like it's funny because I I remembered at one point when they started going by the swamp. I was like, when did we decide this? And then you know, like really when you're doing races. stripper floor work, when you're doing jujitsu, <laughs> is when you call it the swamp. Right. When you let yourself be free. To knee slide and do some cool aerial inversion because you're soaking and poor Dejan sweeps me and my eye hits a puddle so thick of sweat that it goes slash and yeah. I was all, Ugh. but you you just work through it. You know the interesting thing is uh, Tenth Planet uh, HQ for the longest time uh, they had these Those mats. They're better now. They're way better now. They're, they're way better. But for the longest time, I used to tell people, I'm like, the mats are so slippery into themselves that you just have to use it to build it into your pass. So I would tell people, I'm like, sometimes I'm not even passing. I'm just like sliding like, wee, here I came into that. I'm like, oh, you want to push me? Sweet. I'm going to lock up like a goat. Help <laughs> with that Yeah, no, I, I, once I figured out how slippery the mats were in Vegas, I was like, I'm gonna just like flow through everything because you can't get a takedown you can't get any yeah. type of foot grip or anything so they just did get new mats and even with the new mats it's still so dank and there's so many fire people going into that room yeah. that it's just like fuck <laughs> you just leave there i have to i have to bring a trash bag when i leave because my clothes are so wet yeah. that i cannot put them on anything in the car yeah it's completely. disgusting well but, Best life. Here's what I want to say. I'm so happy that I got the opportunity to talk with you because here's the thing. Whenever I see people doing good things over in the community, I get really excited. And I love seeing that, those things being held down for people in Arizona because, as you mentioned, they don't always have those opportunities in every spot. And we do get spoiled out in SoCal because we look around and there's always there. 500 bucks to come visit y'all. Yeah. It and, costs that much because 
you, you know what I mean? Like the hotels in Cali are crazy expensive. Yeah. I did Gracie Worlds. I paid 500 bucks for travel. I went once because I went against Chelsea Chandler at the gate. And we had a stock and slap out and shit. She fucking cussed Anthony off the mats. Get him out of here. If I can't have my corner, she can't either. Why can't I have a corner? I don't understand. And I'm so high. I'm so stoned. Because all my girls were in the same division with me. And the weight division for Gracie World put all of me and my best friends in the same division together. Yeah. So it was me, Emily Clock, who went to On an Invitational, Olivia Creech, and JC. Now they fucked up the bracket and made JC and Emily go against each other at a time that they weren't supposed to. So poor JC's out. I go against Chelsea Chandler. She throws a fit about bird check, gets them kicked off the mat, and then we're going. I, I just was so stressed out about the girls being in the same weight that I was like, I gotta, I gotta, be, I, I think, somebody have a vape pen? No, stupid. <laughs> so I was like, too chill. And I'm usually like really aggressive. And I'm, I'm like, and I'm like, why? She's like pacing and doing the hop and pacing like we're in the corner, like we're about to fight. Yeah. And I thought it was amusing, and she didn't think that smile was funny. And we started, and she did something, and I fucking clubbed the shit out of her. Because <laughs> Burchett gets that wrestler a club. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's yeah. always taught me, you start that fucking match with intention, and you let her know how the fuck you plan to start it. And that means it's the club. Yeah. So I hit the club and she gave me the look and I didn't realize she was a Diaz girl. <laughs> well. Yeah. That was like standard operating procedure for them. The fucking right. slap, right? <laughs> right? I went for the body lock. I fucked. I went for the throw. She camored the arm. We went to the ground. We're doing some bullshit. She ended up taking my arm. Or no, she fucking choked me. It was garbage. And one match. That was it. Yeah. I spent 500 bucks for one match. Yep. Then she beat up Emily. And she beat up Olivia, and all of us just lost to Chelsea Chandler. And I'm gonna fuck her. I'm coming back for her one day. I try to congratulate her about high rollers, and she got all fucking super salty and started talking shit. And well, oh my god, calm down. Go pay for your fucking tournament. I'm gonna go next week to my invite at On It, and you calm the fuck down. I was trying to be fucking complimentary and use another form of social media to to to, to promote you, but yeah. hey, calm the fuck down. No, but the girl, she's a savage. She's so dope. Absolutely. She's so aggressive. She's like, she's a, she's a man. She's a girl Diaz. Yeah. yeah got yeah. Like she fights for Invicta. Yeah. She's fucking mean, bro. She's, yeah. she, she's coming up. And as much as she annoys the shit out of me, just with that kind of, I get her. She, I remember I was an asshole like that when I was young, like her. So I get it. I was, I probably don't like it because she reminds me of me. Sure. At her age. And I'm fucking old now. So I'm like, ah. Just like the old grumpy cat. <laughs> well, I just always tell people, I'm like, listen, kids, if I give you a suggestion or I give you some unsolicited advice, maybe, just maybe take a consideration I might have been there. And I know you see the nice version of me now, but I just want you to understand it comes from a good place. Right? I, I do. I, I do. I actually learned now to stop giving my uh, opinion mm-hmm. because people are assholes. They'll ask you something and you give them your point of view or, hey, I've been through that shit. And you give, and then they don't do any of that shit. So I just sit back in the cut now and I allow people to make their grown-up ass mistakes. And if they have a, a question, I will answer it. But now I'm just like, 
because I used to manage MMA fighters and I used to have to wipe their, I still don't get me wrong. I have like a handful that I still do wipe their ass. You know what I'm saying? Like I do everything for them. I wake up like when we go in the last week of fight camp, like Dion clash, we went to extreme and the UFC performance Institute in 10th planet Las Vegas. Every day he woke up, I made him his breakfast. I drove him to practice. We got done with practice. I took him to eat. I made sure his food, we'd go to the PI, that kitchen fire, He'd get all of his food there, and then we'd go home. He'd take a nap. Then he'd have an afternoon or a night session. I'd drive him there. I made everything. I cooked everything. He just all he had to do was wake up, shit, eat, and train. He didn't <laughs> have to worry or focus about anything. But now it's like I'm doing that for jujitsu. I'm, you know, connecting the sponsors. Like uh, Keith Kikorian got the uh, Miss Mary Jane sponsorship through bullpen. And through competing at bullpen. 100%. Because I know that child was not going to pick it up himself. He's very sweet. He doesn't ask for anything. No. He's he's a good kid. And you know what it is? He represents so well. I think he's one of those kids who's also at that place where he's just like, oh, no, I was hoping uh, maybe Domino's Pizza would show up and they'd just give me a sponsorship because I like pizza. I want to get him like a Baskin-Robbins sponsorship. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? Like Gushers is the goal. If we can get him a gusher. Five five years old and then create the banner for a five-year-old, and that's key. (laughs) And Wes and Art. Yeah, we'll take care of all those kids as they come around. Anyway, here's what I got for you. Um, It's been great to uh, to talk. I I love the fact that you guys do what you're doing. I believe in it. I really get stoked when I see those clips because you really do try and get as many of those matches out there for us to see. And I know that my I homies. Do. I stream those individually, though. And the reason I stream them individually is so that each athlete can get their own social media marketing. Absolutely. So they can get their own That's quantifiable views. Mm-hmm. And no one likes to steal the stream that's an hour and a half long and you're like i don't have enough in my storage to steal the whole stream and then when it's a fast submission i'm able to if it's under a minute it goes to the instagram yeah or it goes to the instagram story you'll see me holding the ipad filming and instagramming with this hand i have to send you a picture you'll see there's this one picture that chris from uh oceanside got me all up in it uh streaming anthony like, that's crazy to have coming. to stream your husband in really shitty situations. Yeah. I literally have to pretend like I'm, I watch him through there and pretend like it's it's not him. Right, right. It stresses me the fuck out. I, I had one but. match with uh, Medina where I was working as an MC, And normally I, I wanted to coach him, but he took a, a fight at like last minute notice and it's for television. Oh. And when he was on air, you know, I'm sitting there like – being like, and ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring out our competitors. And I thought to myself, I go, fuck, I can't coach him. Uh, I have a microphone. I have to get back yeah. to commentary. So I'm just like looking around and like cut to me going, hey, 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 I know you suck, but coach him. And they're yes. just like, oh, they're like, really? I was like, no one thought to coach him. So coach him, please. Because if I look yeah. at any part biased because I'm holding this microphone, it's going to be like, oh, hey, other guy. Sometimes yeah, cool like, job. Don't get it twisted. I'm sure you'll hear me on the stream. It, even with even with people that aren't mine though, like because I've created such a a bond. a bond with some of our competitors, like the Phoenix guys have really bonded with uh, the J Pages. But like you get invested, like Sharky, did you see that one? The the palsy match. I don't think I you saw know, that we one. Have no. a, we have a competitor that has cerebral palsy. Hmm. Uh, Sharky Brown, he competed at the uh, white belt again, uh, white belt event okay. in the one thirty five division. 
we were for eight weeks trying to get him up to 135. Uh, he he has palsy, yeah. so his his gait is really and he's really thin. He went up against uh, Roscoe Bryant, and that fucking match went into overtime, and he finished it with an armbar. And I can't even begin to tell you, watching grown ass men like Don Dauber and Jose Veras, the big old Puerto Rican from a uh, Tenth oh, Planet yeah. Phoenix, what my two hundred six plus guy crying, screaming at the mat, and everybody jumping up and cheering. I don't give a shit what black belt match you're watching. That was way better than anything I've ever seen because to watch a kid whose doctors told them he would never walk, hmm. doing jujitsu in my gym. And he could barely walk when he walked into my gym two years ago. He used to have to be out because he had no immune system. He would shrimp his skin off. Mm. And then to watch him win at bullpen, I fucking blew up. I don't give a shit what bullpen ever does in the future. That one match is is worth everything I've ever done in my life. Is that match. Because I watched him just, ugh, just blow up with excitement after winning. And the whole room exploded. And that's why I do bullpen. So that's pretty dope. I love and, it. Well, kudos to you guys. Hey, you guys are awesome. Let's do this. Let us recap. What are the yeah. events? What are the big dates that people need to know? Let's go all the way through. We got bullpen. Uh, tell us the qualifiers and then tell, tell us the uh, nationals or the world's date. Okay. And so then tell bullpen. us about fight to win as well. Okay. Bullpen purple belt qualifiers, January 19th, along with the Hanata LaRange seminar. I'm still securing more sponsors, but the current purse is $400 plus a, a Eager One sponsorship. Uh, three fastest submissions of the night get uh, Fight Back CBD. Three uh, bottles plus a sponsorship, a three-month sponsorship. So the three fastest submissions get a three-month sponsorship from them. And then uh, January 26th, Anthony returns to Fight to Win Pro 99. And he'll be in Scottsdale with a shit ton of bullpen vets. I will be promoting and marketing all my vets that are in that event. So all those guys can tag bullpen submission series. Even if you're not in my events, tag us, especially if you have tutorials, technical videos, we'll share your content. We just want to spread jujitsu. And then the, uh, we got something else coming up. ADCC trials. I, I heard a little birdie that certain bird checks were, were going to make their, their way to that. So we shall see. We shall see how, how January 26th turns out. So you might see a bird check at trials. Interesting. Well, I mean, I should be there. That's that's my hood. You guys are literally down the street from me for this one. So that'd be we amazing. Have, we have to have an in-studio podcast. I would love to. Uh, we'll especially have some things to talk about after the 26th, just because uh, that's going to be a great stuff. Well, let's do this, you guys. Uh, why don't we go ahead and make sure you guys are following bulletin submissions. I want to thank so, so, so very dearly, Mercedes. Uh, you know, I know we kept you a little bit longer than we were supposed to, but he's trying to tell you about kids class. What do you, what, what do we need to know about kids class? What do you need to know about kids class now that you want attention? Um, there could be, there could be kids class at 1030 or 830. Nice. There's two classes. Is there wrestling and jujitsu? Yeah. Do you do both? Perfect. Is there one that you like better? Wrestling. Wrestling? Okay. Well, you definitely Good. are. You definitely fit the right family here. I know exactly yeah. where this is. But uh, I don't know if you saw him lose his gold medal at Fuji no. for trying to heel hook a little girl. Yeah. He took, I'll send you. He took her down, and it was a perfect, like, takedown with a stiff arm, and he didn't collect his points for the takedown, and he pistol gripped. The foot and drop back for an Ashi. 
And the problem with that scenario was the referee was the same black belt that Anthony had just heel hooked at Rise of the Prospects for the title. So the black belt who just got heel hooked by the father Mm. is refereeing the five-year-old child that's losing his tournament trying to heel hook. And then you hear me in the commentary, no, no, stop. Somebody stop him. No, no. (laughs) And then he gets swept and she wins the gold medal because my son wanted to drop into it. I just Uh, met her. She's so tiny. She's probably four years old. There you go. It was a gentleman thing. He said, I'm going to throw it out to a DQ to the girl and let her take the podium. That's a gentleman. I'll make it real clear. This kid could come interrupt my show anytime he wants. If you guys are just hearing the audio version of this in the future, just know it was all worth it this entire time because uh, I, I couldn't have predicted that that was going to be the way we were going to end today's podcast. Oh, well, but, there, she was a sweet girl. Well, you know what, kid? I'm pretty sure there's many more heel hooks for you in the future, so I wouldn't get discouraged by uh, doing the right thing and trying to be a good uh, sports gentleman. Alright, say bye, bro. Football. No. Football. football. Alright, well, guys. Well, no, no, now he's off. I didn't want to talk about football. I don't like football, so we're not. Um, so. well, Thank you for everything. Not really a problem. Bye. Bye. bye.